we did it. So, welcome back to another episode here on the Matt Lestalia Show. Uh, we are recording on Thanksgiving Day, right? And so, first and foremost, happy Thanksgiving. Um, so happy that you guys are here. Hopefully, potentially, depending on your situation, hopefully you're not watching this on Thanksgiving. If you have better things to do, if you are out... Um, celebrating the holidays with family. Hopefully that this is a great tomorrow exercise. <laughs> but um but I know that there's a lot of there's a lot of uh stigma around traveling and and the de- the decisions that everyone's making during these holidays and I just want to say that whatever you decide to do just be safe and uh and I'm and I hope that you're enjoying this to the best extent possible. Um if you hear any noises coming from around that's thanksgiving happening upstairs and that's that's probably the number one thing that i'm grateful for is the amount of support and love that i get from my family and my wife who allowed me to break away from assisting in all the cooking and preparing to record a little something for you guys um and i'm really excited about it. i love thanksgiving it's probably one of my f- most favorite holidays of the year just because of the meaning behind it um, and it's, and it's because one of the foundational aspects of any resilience training that we discuss or any tools and all of that, one of the biggest and most important building blocks is gratitude. And so the fact that we actually have a national holiday here in the U S that is centered around gratitude is pretty amazing. And now you can go back in, in history and, and try to pick apart the 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 good parts and, and try to overwhelm them with with negative aspects of history and and how early colonists came in and, and ruined lives for for Native Americans and that that's absolutely an option um and a, and a and a fairly valid logical approach to historical analysis however it's not really beneficial for you today right now to put to try to draw out to try to go back and, and manually extract the negative from something that uh that that that's there because you can do that you can do that with anything you can do that with any great thing that's ever happened there's nothing very rarely let's say uh, has something great occurred and everything surrounding it was just good and positive and there were no negative unintended consequences uh, or lack of considerations that, that you know, ended up harming or hurting somebody. Uh, it was actually really cool though because this morning uh, I was up and I was I was doing some, I was actually doing some schoolwork and and eventually, uh, you know, Yasmin got up and she came down and, and uh, our, her daughter came down and and we were talking about it. And we were kind of doing just a quick morning rendition of what typically happens at dinner where we were all kind of stating what we were grateful for. And it was really, Yasmin was asking Adi, she was like, you know, what what is it that you're grateful It's Thanksgiving. You know, what are you grateful for? And uh, and Adi was answering and she, she said turkey and food and then eventually worked its way to family, right? It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, a way that she got herself there, right? And it's kind of something that that I teach in my gratitude training is is how to get to there. And it's not not specifically how to get to family, but it's kind of like the how and the why and the building blocks to the thing that you're grateful for. Because in the process of 
in the pursuit of that foundational point of appreciation, we we spend the time analyzing, like letting our brain ruminate and just like like marinate in grateful thoughts and marinate in grateful processes. Like I'm so if I'm grateful for turkey, right? So I have to think about well, how did this turkey get here? And, and it's funny that. It's actually funny that she said turkey because we're not having turkey. We're having Cornish hens because this is just the three of us here in this house today. <laughs> so we're like, we probably don't need a big turkey. There's nobody. We're not feeding a fleet. So we decided to go with Cornish hens. And But she but she had said turkey because, you know, stereotypical Thanksgiving. Go get some. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, but she, so she said turkey and, and food and, and, you know, and, but in order to get to family, she had to, she had to sit there and contemplate. Um, what is like, how did the food get here and, and how, how am I able to eat it? And, and how, like, well, that requires preparation that requires us going to the store. Oh, well, mom, dad have to go buy it and then they have to bring it here and then they have to know how to cook or look up recipes and then make sure they have all the ingredients and then do the work. And it's, it's cool because she's really involved. She really enjoys the cooking aspect of things. And so, uh, she, she's directly involved. She knows the amount of work that it takes. And so working her way from there to family, it was, it was like her chance to let her mind marinate, stick with like the cooking analogies and what have you here today since it's Thanksgiving, um, and, and ruminate around those processes and what it takes to get there. And so during that time, like your, your mind is just, it's, it's working now from a space of gratitude. It's working from a space of, of positive thoughts and, and emotions that are evoking or, or promoting the, the production of those feel-good chemicals like serotonin, like dopamine, um, that we naturally produce when, when we get there. And that's, that's what makes us feel good. And that's why it's so important to have these moments of gratitude because you're able to manually going to make this happen without any sort of chemical uh, uh, like trigger to turn it on. You're not taking a pill. You're having a thought. You can change your chemistry by having a thought. And so she was able to do that. Like, And I watched it happen. It was really cool. And so that's, that's, uh, that was what spurred me. Something happened after this where, where I was like, you know, let's look up the, the history of Thanksgiving real quick. And I was like, I guarantee there's a million YouTube videos. Let's just try to find one that's like short, quick and, and entertaining. So I looked I looked one up and it was like a three and a half minute U.S. history video, I think. And it was really cool because um, they actually dove into they talked on like the 1620 Thanksgiving and how the the, you know, half of the population of the colonists had died during the 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 first year that they were there uh time frames might be wrong but <laughs> but um the, half the colonists died and they ended up relying really heavily on the native american uh tribe that was close to them and they were there was really actually a really good relationship between them though that specific tribe and that specific group of people and they the, the native americans supported them and they and they brought food and and it was and it turned into a, a really good feast but they talked it was cool because they talked about like the food that they probably actually had which wasn't turkey like goose and lobster and cod and stuff like that stuff that was actually like there around them which was less likely to be turkeys actually um so all of that aside 
they the one aspect that I wanted to pull from there that was really interesting is actually uh, there was a woman that decided that Thanksgiving was so important that she wanted to to have it acknowledged as a federal holiday, and the thing like Thanksgiving that dinner in sixteen twenty kind of exists that happened, and and there was. It kind of turned into a religiously based, because I mean that was pretty much how everything was based. Then that's the reason that people were coming here was religious persecution and and freedom and opportunities and the chance to become uh, uh, like the entrepreneurial spirit of going and finding new land and exploring and putting your name on it and finding gold and golden cities. That was a huge driver. <laughs> um, but it was really cool because they. They they talked about that how it was it was a very religiously based holiday uh, around fasting and giving thanks for for kind of overcoming droughts and famines and and things like that and people coming together to to feast and enjoy themselves um, during that time but it was it was very disparate like different colonies celebrated in different ways or different times of the year different weeks even months apart and eventually. Uh, it kind of stemmed there was a there was a kind of a national proclamation right after in 1777 when the colonists defeated the the british and they said okay we're going to celebrate thanksgiving and that's when you know everyone was all colonies were doing it their own way but it was cool because later it took all the way until abraham lincoln uh was president and there was a lady and i don't remember her name but she you gotta think back to these times like you know a woman has not that great of uh standing in the public domain and they're wielding a lot of power kind of behind the scenes and in the men's lives that we know like lincoln um but the actual like their prominence is not very is it's not allowed to be high because they're not equal citizens um and, but this woman made a huge change. Like she wrote, she kept writing, and, and basically created like a petition to the point where Abraham Lincoln eventually was like, "Yeah, no, we should make this a national holiday that is celebrated on the last Thursday of November every year, and that is going to be the holiday." And there's, so there's no more. And so then it was the idea was to promote kind of a national coming together, a national giving of thanks, all celebrated. At once, this was just really cool. That um, even in a time like that, you know, when somebody really felt passionately about something, even somebody that didn't have all of the tools and and eligibilities and had all these obstacles in their way, she was able to to make a change that that still lasts to today. Um, it's just it's really powerful. It's really really cool. I, I did not know that until today. So yeah, that was just kind of a. A fun, interesting way to start out your your Thanksgiving. Uh, a little bit of a little bit of history note, and and a little bit of overcoming obstacles, and and how people have not let themselves be be deterred when when they're motivated by something, you know, and, and when something is intrinsically uh, valuable to them, you know, you're you, they fight through. To the point where they succeed, and I, th I thought that was great. And so that was kind of a—I thought that was a really cool way to of like an origin story for Thanksgiving and how we got to be where we are now. Now the interesting thing is where we are now, right? So 
when people think about Thanksgiving, it's it's very common that people will think about it in a way that's like, oh, well, I'm going to go, like, family's going to come together and we're going to sit at the table and it's going to get real dicey because people, you know, Uncle John's going to come in with his really strong opinions and he's and he's a loud mouth and he likes to, he likes to over talk um, and overshadow everyone else that's around and, and, and I, I just, I hate his opinions and, and Aunt Sue, she's, she's always gets riled up by him and they always get into this fight and, and, and it, turns into this this really heated battle where families fighting each other you know this year especially um with all the stuff that's happening between covid and the restrictions and people making choices to go out or not and then people uh you know the election just happening and all of this highly contentious uh stimuli that's out there that is you know creating kind of like a tinderbox for your thanksgiving table if you decide to participate and 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 the point of what I'm getting at and, and the direction we're going to go in the show today is actually not really specifically built for Thanksgiving dinners or holiday and family get-togethers. It's It fits perfectly for it, but it is a multi-use tool that, uh, that can be used there and other places whenever there's a point of, of contention, but specifically dealing with you. So when you... There's an interesting passage. Actually, I just want to read it. It's from uh, Epictetus. And I don't know if that's how you say his name. That's just how I'm going to say it. We call him Epi in this house. So Epi uh, said, quote, Keep in mind that it isn't the one who has it in for you that takes a swipe and takes a swipe that harms you, but rather the harm comes from your own belief about that about the abuse. So when someone arouses your anger, know that it's really your own opinion fueling it. Instead, make it your first response not to be carried away by such impressions, for with time and distance, self-mastery is more easily achieved. Okay, so... Thank you, Epi. We always appreciate your input here. This is a very, um, the resilience that we discuss is very stoic-minded, but it's not, I don't feel like stoicism really does uh, the complete job because it's like, it's like most other aspects of, of philosophy or um, approaches to, to, to betterment, right? So whether it be Political and economic, you can talk about capitalism versus socialism versus communism. You can talk about, um, you know, this, you should have this kind of mentality or that kind of mentality, but it's, you know, uh, you know, like you should be stoic or you should, you know, not. You should aggressively pursue your emotions, you know, the opposite of stoicism, whatever that would be. <laughs> Normal life. Uh, but, the thing that any any philosophy that claims to have kind of like the cure or like this is this is the way to a righteous life, the way that they they all fail, no matter what it is, uniformly across the board, is that they fail to acknowledge our being human. Right, like it's like if okay, if you could just not be human and do these things that a that a not human would do, then you're gonna be awesome. Everything's gonna be better, and it's just gonna be great. So just do all that stuff that that you would do if you weren't you, 
and then and then your life will be better now and and it's it's not to say that you shouldn't strive in pursuit of it that's kind of like the the idea behind jesus and and god and the the judeo-christian kind of realm of things it's like yes you should always walk in the direction and in the path of jesus or in god and 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 you know all of that but and acknowledge that you're never going to be them but you should walk in the path right keep your so you're going to veer off the path acknowledge that you veered off the path get back on the path right and just and just if as long as you keep doing that you're gonna live a better life and that's and that's that's true and that's true for all of these it's just what but when they lay out the the specifics like this is what you need to do it's it's so many times it's just like okay that we could do that but we're human and so the political and economic example is that i'll 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 break down really quickly because i don't want this to be a political episode um but if you look at capitalism and socialism socialism would work stupendously well if we weren't human and i mean that because humans inherently want to want to work not in that one work they want to achieve something great they want to they want they're they're greedy kind of naturally like we want stuff that's good for us and if there's more stuff out there that we can get then we want more stuff out there that we can get and so socialism says well if you just don't want that then this is going to work great if you just work and then the the fruits of your labor get dispersed out to everybody and everyone has what they need and you work as hard as you can and so that you have what you need and everyone else has what they need, then everyone's going to be okay. And that would be true, but it's not, uh, it's not practical. It's not realistic because we don't operate that way as humans. To, to assume that we can operate that way in any sort of large-scale capacity is to be naive about the way that our minds actually work as humans. We, we don't... We will look at people that we don't feel are working as hard as they can and we will judge them and, and, and that will create animosity inside of the group. Or we it will spur us about, oh, well, maybe I don't have to work that hard either because he's not working that hard and I know he's not actually hurt so I can I can you know take a load off and, and not work as hard. It, does, it takes away incentives to work hard. Now, capitalism is really cool because it actually leverages greed towards the benefit of all. It, you... you benefit and you strive and you can do better and better and better by creating things that benefit other people now the the cons with that is that we will do that to the detriment uh, in in a short-term method that harms that creates a lot of unintended consequences uh you know pollution and and toxic waste you know whatever all of the all of the the negative fallout of industry unregulated industry is is not good right that's and it's it's going to happen without any sort of like safety rails on it um and you could say i I heard the argument like oh well it's in the business's best interest to not pollute the water because then it's going to or hinder people or hurt people downstream from them and then they're going to be looked at negatively and the people aren't going to go to that business anymore like that's honestly it's just not true it's the harm can be so localized or and their product can be so beneficial that they don't really care and they can just pay off and you know the people that that get hurt not to get too far into the weeds on that but that's just it's just too it's 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 the reason why pure capitalism doesn't work pure free market unadulterated 
uh, capitalism won't work, and it's why socialism won't work. Um, and so, what all of that is the predicate to you know what we're talking about in the quote that I just read you from Epictetus, where he's basically saying, "Don't, don't get wrapped up in what." people are saying like like what we do is we get wrapped up in what people are saying but we don't always right it's not consistent and that lack of consistency in our response to what is said is an indicator that what is said is not that important let me make it more simple so if uh if you're like around my age or you're an adult or older in a in a young kid uh, early teens is like, hey old man, like, look, like why why you dress so weird? You know, whatever, make some sort of like nice hair, bro. Uh, you're like, okay, like, you're a dumb kid, like, and that's that's adorable. I I appreciate your naivete about life and carry on your way. But if somebody that you worked with, like your boss, came in and was like, hey, nice haircut, man looking real good you know said the same thing you're like oh like you, you might take that different or your wife or your spouse says it um it's all the same words right the same exact words are being expressed but by different people and it's so it's not actually the words that are creating the impact on you it's it's your your emotional engagement with the words tied with the person that it's from and so what they're saying to do is to detach that and, and you should basically look at all of the words as as if you would be looking at it from that of a of the teenager to be like okay that's don't really care it's not that i like i don't care about you it's that, like that that doesn't really impact me um and so moving on to the next thing because i'm not going to let myself become emotionally tied to this irrelevant less than important comment or statement that you've made and 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 i think that it's a good lesson again this is this goes back to the path that you can choose to kind of go back to and to walk on and so if you want to choose to to go on that path like right now is a particularly good time and the reason that i say that this tool is good for thanksgiving and for the family get-togethers and the holidays is because of those fiery conversations that are going to happen at the table, right? And you're going to, somebody's going to say something like something political and, and it's going to rile you up, let's say. Um, and you having a, an alternate or opposing opinion than that and being researched into it, being, you know, like being aware of additional things um you're gonna you're going to start having an emotional response to these things and that's when you know the conversation starts to get heated it doesn't get heated because people have differing opinions it gets heated because we are emotionally attached to the difference of opinions to ours and we feel a negative emotion attached to what they're saying and so it's all highly fraught with this emotional turmoil um, that what Epictetus is saying isn't necessary because if it was somebody that you like, essentially if it was somebody saying that you didn't respect or you didn't care about, then you really wouldn't, you really wouldn't mind. It wouldn't bother you. But it's coming from family and it's being spoken out to other people and you're concerned that it, it, this this idea itself is just so painful to your very existence that you must speak up. Um, and so what I think 
the failure in this philosophy is, is that it's saying don't. Like, just just pull back. What is it? There's uh, So this is from uh, the Daily Stoic. And so at the end of uh, the quote, they'll, the, peep, the authors, Ryan Holiday, I think is one of them, um, will give you their, their kind of insights and their thoughts on it. The very last, so I'm hit the last paragraph. Um, but what if we retain control of ourselves? We decide whether to label something good or bad. In fact, if that same event happened to us at different different points in our lifetime, we might have very different reactions, which is an interesting point. It's very true. Um, so why not choose now to not apply these labels? So to, the labels being good and bad, why not choose to not apply those at all? Why not choose not to react? So that's the stoic path. This thing gets said at the at the table this evening. You feel the rise of the emotions inside of you and you know that. You feel true to your core that whatever is being said is not not right and not good. And so your 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 emotions attaching importance to the statements that are being made. They, they're saying detach those, cut them free, and, and choose, acknowledge, be aware that it's coming up, and then detach and, and cut off. And that's great. It's a good philosophy. It's, it will keep you from getting into unnecessary stress, high stress or stress-inducing situations that like it doesn't really, at the end of dinner, like what difference is it going to make? Like you're just going to be more stressed. You will have added stress into your life. You're going to build up that cortisol. It's going to have negative impacts for a very long time lasting after that dinner that it's just not necessary. If you just detach that yourself from it emotionally. Now, again, this is, this is, that's the path. But how do you walk that path? We're human. But that's, that's not the way that we are. And that's not the way that I like to engage with philosophy uh when it comes i like to break philosophy into usable pieces of information that, that are applicable to your life and not just like oh that sounds great grand and glorious let's uh let's let's do things that realistically we're not going to do as human so this is actually what i, I kind of approach to this which it's a little bit different than what they're saying to do where you just do not react i don't think that that's if you're emotionally tied to a topic like if you're very vested in politics and 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 they're talking about the election uh, at dinner. It's going to be very difficult for you to just say, okay, whatever. You know, I, I've heard people say that they take the strategy of like, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. But honestly, and the, and the, the point of that being that like you're not going to engage in this negative feedback. You're not going to feed it. You're not going to feed or fuel this fire with with your thoughts and give them uh, a board to bounce off of and then you guys create this game where you're you're slinging shots back and forth. Um and so but the thing is that that's antagonistic. Um so you're actually you are creating a stressful situation and you're you're going to make that person upset too. And so um, and if that's your goal then that's your goal and you can easily accomplish it by doing it that way. Um what I have found myself in, in my in the best versions of me in this exact situation when it comes to differing political positions is actually to, to taking a step back. It's it's working in the direction of of trying to not react. But it's in order to do that, 
Like I, I, I really acknowledge that I'm going to react, right? I'm going to have an emotional reaction. But what I can, what I found myself being able to do is actually to shift how I view it in my head. So the, basically when somebody says something, uh, the, the, those words come out and they, they, they're coming at you at your mind like somebody walking up to your house um, and knocking on the door and somebody that you don't know you know it's just somebody that like you're not that doesn't live with you that doesn't live in your home they're coming and knocking on on your door asking you like hey can i come in that's what that statement is and your check is you know when you open the door and you're like oh hey uh no (laughs) you're not coming in but you acknowledge that it's there you see that it's there you can't just say no not react like you're not it's very unlikely for you to sit in your house and sit there and, and listen to it knock in the in the analogized portion of this like when a thought is coming in because the thought's there it's boom it's knocking now what what i actually did to kind of follow this analogy through to real life is that i remember being a young adult and uh having jehovah's witnesses come up to my door and i would go out and i would instead of letting them into the house or i wouldn't let i wouldn't do that i wouldn't let them in but i also wouldn't just cast them away immediately i would step outside of my house outside of the door and I would close the door behind me and I'd sit down and I'd say, I, I would love to have a conversation with you guys, you know, if you have some time. And they're, they're, every time they're like, oh yeah, absolutely. And I'd sit down and at first, the very first time I ever did, I was very antagonistic. I was, uh, I was still very hateful in my youth towards religion. I had a lot of really silly uh, thoughts about it that weren't, that didn't serve me or anybody else. Um, so, Eventually, what I found myself doing, which was way more beneficial for them and for me and just for our emotional well-being and and was asking questions and just and and the initial intent wasn't pure. It was I wanted to trip them up. I wanted to set them up into a position where they were like they stumbled over themselves. And there would be times when they would do that and there'd be times when I would do it. And when when they would do it, it's typically then it leans back to, oh, we just got to have faith. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I gotcha. (laughs) In my head, that's what I'm thinking. And initially, that's how I would actually respond too. And then eventually it would get more, I'd get better. I'd refine and, and hone these skills of of asking questions and so as i i refined this skill of asking the questions i would i would feel like the stress reduced and the thing is like when i it was almost like i was putting on a different hat like i would be putting on a an investigative journalist hat i'd be putting on a a scientist hat um, where I'm exploring new worlds, you know, I'm an adventurer, and so I'm going to explore the world of um, of your ideas, and I'm going to choose to do so from a place of of as genuine as I can be, and the more genuine that I got, the better the conversation was, the more interesting, the more introspective the other person got, because I wasn't trying to insert my ideas. I wasn't, and it wasn't trying to build it into a a situation where they would fumble and and fall over. It was, it was genuinely wanting to know about them as a person and, and how, what it is they're talking about, how they feel about it and, and why they feel so strongly and and what kind of impacts that they've seen and, and what do they think the impacts are. Um, and doing that, it really helps that person. Like, it's almost like you're working with that person to help them explore their own thoughts about something. Because a lot of times 
we're just taking in ideas and we're reading articles and we're hearing these people say these things and we're kind of just creating this amalgamation of all these different pieces of information in our minds all at once. And we're never really sitting down and like synthesizing it or, or, or reviewing it, analyzing it ourselves and what we think to be true. Like it's just, this is what people say that I trust. And so I say that too. And now, and it feels right because it makes sense. That's fine. There's not a lot, there's, there's not a lot of time to dive into that when you're busy trying to make money to pay for your mortgage and your cars and your kid's school and, you know, all that stuff. And so it's, you know, no, no hate, no hate there at all. Um, but it's, it, it's just an opportunity at dinner tonight or at Christmas or the next time that your family gets together. Next time you find yourself in a, a potentially emotionally distraught situation, you have the option of putting on that hat of walking out your front door and and closing it behind you where you're leaving your ego you're leaving your 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 vested interests behind and you're stepping out into a place that is genuinely interested in knowing about this person and about the idea because <clears throat> we're not if you if you don't want to attack a person, and as a matter of fact, if you're if you're having this conversation and and, and the person walks himself into into a trap, you know, just and and whether you set it up or not, you know, through your questioning, if you're laying traps, which I again I recommend that you don't do, which honestly ask questions and just want to learn more about them, um, it'll it'll make you feel better, and and honestly, when it, when you think. What people often, I, I feel like a driving motivation behind these arguments is actually like you want to make sure that the people around are not receiving this information from this person. Like you, like you feel like it's dangerous for people to have these ideas and so you have to counter them. You fighting back and forth doesn't really help create a good impression of the bystander with you. Right, you're like you're an antagonist. You're fighting them. You're, you know, and they're fighting you. And neither of you really look that good. And you're waiting for that moment where you can just cut them and like get them in that I got you moment. And like, yeah, okay, like you got them, but you're a jerk. You know, like you're like you don't you didn't treat people well. The way that people would look at you, and this is, and I can say this for sure because it's happened to me over and over again. Whenever I have effectively used this with other people in in a public domain uh it, it is the impacts are tremendous and the way that people have come up to me afterwards they're like wow that was that was like really interesting conversation that you were having with that guy and like he seemed like he was like really impassioned and, and like anytime he was kind of getting really crazy like you guys just kind of took you kind of took the conversation another way. Like these, literally, I've had these like breakdown analyses of the conversations I've had with people with other people that were there, and they were just like, I'm like really impressed that it didn't get crazy radical, you know, or like really highly emotional. Um, and, and it's just like, like I respected the way that you approached the conversation. Like whether or not they agreed with what he, the other guy was saying or not, it was just it was really really cool to have that kind of feedback from the bystanders because that's really what matters. It's not about that person. It's not about really any of the people. But that's 
I bring that up because it's it seems to be a motivational factor in us when we're trying to combat these ideas is we want to perform for people and we want to show them that we're 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 great and they should respect us and our opinions versus theirs. Um, and and that's just not the best way to actually elicit that feeling and that emotion towards yourself from others. It's actually honest questioning is is probably the best version of doing that, the best means of doing it. And and the the one step up from there is actually if, if, like I was saying, if somebody finds themselves in a trap, like falling down, like where they, where they get mentally tripped up over their own ideas because of the questions that you're asking if you help them that's significant that's a huge deal like you help them out of the hole you're not there kicking dirt on them while they're down you're like oh well maybe like did you think about maybe this or you know whatever the case may be uh wherever they tripped up and sh- but like tr- go down there with them and help them help them get back up because that can be so that can be even more powerful like wow you didn't even like i didn't where do you stand? Like people come up to you afterwards, like I don't know where. Where do you actually stand in politics? Like that's that's great. That's, that's like a perfect place to be. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a lifelong learner. I'm a lifelong student, and I was just really curious about the way that they thought. And when we got to those points, I was just I was wondering if they had ever considered these things and or what they felt about it. And and you just try to provide that path out of the hole, um, and that creates even more respect for you and, and and a greater relationship between you and that person as well. Wow. It kind of combating those ideas by people seeing like, oh yeah, there's kind of some gaps in logic here and there. It's really it's 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 a great way to manage those situations when you're able to to kind of put on what I call like your ten year old hat, where you're just genuinely questioning things about the world and how it works. If you genuinely want to know what this person thinks and why they think it, rather than combating it, you're you will actually do it better job of combating it that way you will be more effective in the sense that you're not going to win the argument you're going to win converts you're going to you're going you're going to have more people look to you as as a leader than you do if you're if you're cutting people down at the knees and that's that's just that's just the truth um but that's that's it i i I need to i need to skedaddle because we got we got dinner to prep and they've been rocking without me and and it's it's i'm just i'm so grateful for them i'm so grateful for my wife she's amazing she's incredible thank you babe and thank all of you i appreciate you guys i hope that you're having a great thanksgiving and you get to celebrate it exactly how you want to without worrying about the judgments from other people you just choose what's right for you and your family and go with it don't don't second guess yourself just follow your heart Be smart, be safe. I'll see you guys here again next week.